and welcome to A Galaxy Not So Far Away. I'm Gary. And we are back for a full episode, like a real episode, like a real actual like full length episode in 2022. Wait, do you want to restart? I just started recording in Audacity. I forgot to. Oh, my goodness. No, it's fine. I have the intro. Okay. Did you hit record before you did you hit record before you said your name? No. Okay. I can use the Zencaster. It's fine. I can say my name again if you want. I'll splice it together. It's fine. Okay. I'm Becca. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. There's, just a, there's a neutral one for you. Incredible. Thank you. Oh my god. We're back for like a full like a full length episode. Now that yes. we're like into 2022. And uh, we talked about this one a bit uh, like in the store when I've seen you. Yeah. But we're doing like New Year's resolutions. We're talking about like book resolutions. Like things we want to do this year. I said that the episode should be called Reading Resolutions. Oh, Reading Resolutions. Yeah, okay. Yes. That sounds much better. Um, Before we dive into it, I do want to give credit where credit's due. Um, my friend on TikTok, uh, Tashiana, uh, we'll put her username in the description and a link to her video. She did a video Um, here. Let me send it to you really quick. Yeah, perfect. That would be great. Um about like the goodreads uh reading goal thing yeah yeah and like that was what initially inspired me to like come to you and like be like oh let's do this let's do this that's awesome because like i decided that i was going to also do the the reading challenge thing nice and i'll talk more about that later yeah yeah but like you know i've never been a person who's really like gotten into doing like new year's resolutions and things but when you suggested this i was like you know there are choices i could make differently about like how i consume media and like the books that i'm reading or the stuff i'm engaging in in a way that i haven't considered yeah um so i'm excited i have some ideas of like things i want to try to get through this year right i think I'm so sorry if you can hear my cat just, like, howling in the background. Cat cameos can just be a common thing. I do not mind this. Yeah, he just needs all the attention <laughs> all the time. Um, He's not even in the room. He's, like, I think he's in the bathroom. Just, That's like, so screaming. funny. <laughs> um, So, I think this episode is going to be different, a little different, right? Because we don't really have books we're going to recommend. Yeah, like, no, I don't think I have anything. Like I have stuff that I'm like currently consuming that maybe we'll get to at the end of the episode, but yeah, uh, we're not here to like recommend stuff for a genre. Like we've done. I just want to give that past. like as a heads up, I guess here in the first, you know, 10 minutes of the show, I guess five minutes of the show. So yeah, if, if we have listeners who are like, I don't want to just listen to you guys talk about this thing. <laughs> that's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But if you want to hang out, you want to chat. It's going to be a bit of a hangout. Yeah, let's just jump right into this. What what are some things that you're trying to do differently this year, Becca? I really want to, like, I decided that since I have a lot more flexibility in my schedule now post-school, that I really want to get back into reading for pleasure and also just like for the sake of being updated at work. Yeah. Like I, I often have like struggles where I'm like, Oh, I haven't read that yet. Oh, I haven't read that yet. Mm -hmm. Oh, I haven't read that yet either. Because I just like, 
have been so busy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely do the same thing. Um, where I don't feel like I'm very good at like keeping up to date with new stuff that's coming out. Like if I had the time in my schedule, I would be trying to get through at least something that's coming out every week. Like that's kind of what we do when we talk about the the new books this week during the minisodes. It's like I wish I had time to read this. This sounds right up my alley. Literally, like we we torture ourselves by like putting together lists like, of like two or three books each every yeah. week. Yeah, no. And we're like, oh, I'm so excited for this. And on the pile it goes. It's just yeah, Which, it's it's impossible to keep up with. Uh, the thing that I'm doing, I think, differently is I'm I'm gonna try to not be so pressured to only read new books. Yeah. Because that really limits what I'm picking up. And I would love to like start reading some stuff that I've been sitting on for a long time that I know I'm going to enjoy that I know has gotten good rep good good press but like I haven't just like made the time to give attention to. I think that that's like a really Yeah. I think that's such a good idea because yeah, I think that you really do try to keep up with new releases mm-hmm. whereas like I tend to read stuff that's pretty like like it's older at least like by a year or two yeah. typically because I'm usually that far behind. Yeah, and like so. I think I think we really like stagnate ourselves. This is gonna maybe we can get into like bookseller philosophy. I think we sort of stagnate ourselves a little bit when we try to only read new stuff and keep our staff pick sections on like in the bookstore filled with things that are like current. Um Yeah. I I've worked for the store for like six years now, and I didn't put like House of Leaves from Mark Danielewski on my staff pick page until a few months ago and we've sold more copies of that book in the last six months than we have in the entire time i worked at the store and like just the presence of having it on that shelf and having a review for it it moves that book and so i i think that there are things that deserve a shot us a spotlight shown on them that might not be the new book of the month or whatever um, and so I'm, you know, I'm just gonna like, yeah, give myself the freedom to consume stuff that I've been like meaning to. Like, maybe I'll actually read Mistborn this year. I have never touched a Brandon Sanderson book that wasn't the Robert Jordan ones he wrote. I think you should do it. You yeah. It. So it's one of my goals, I think, for, for the coming year. I also just want to read stuff that's not only Star Wars. And like, I love Star Wars content, but there's so much else that I should be spending time on. No, absolutely. Um, I think kind of like piggybacking off of that, like I, for me, I really want to be more honest with myself about like, if I'm putting a book down because I don't like it, mm. like that's okay. And it's okay that I'm not coming back to it necessarily. Like, are you, are you the kind of person who like really pushes to finish something you start, even if you're not having a good time? No, I will just uh sort of file it under the rest of my issues with my executive dysfunction and so it will be added to the guilt pile of things that like i feel somehow obligated to do Ah. but have not like actually stepped up and started doing i understand that yeah i'm i'm like that i'm not so much like that with books but i am like that with video games like i don't think i could tell you the last game i actually like played to the end of like, I get yeah. far enough and I'm like, you know, I'm satisfied with this experience I've had. I'm just going to put this down. No, I think that that's like a really relatable experience. I mean, at least for me, like I very rarely finish video games. Like I 
am easily distracted by the new shiny thing. Yeah. The thing I like about video games is that, like, you can always go back and sort of pick it back up and... Yeah, I agree with you. And, like, that's also okay. I think that, uh, you know, that's the other part of it, too, which is, like, if it's just not working for me in the moment, like, I need to also not feel guilty about that. And, like, if I want to go back, that's okay. It's that feeling of guilt that, like almost creates a pressure. Like I, I put down, I think I talked about this on the podcast, but I, I put down Harrow the Ninth like a while ago. Yeah. We talked about it because both of us like had struggles reading it, even though it's very popular and like, yeah. And everyone in the of, store like, loves it. Similarities that we like. There's a new one coming out this year. Like, yeah, I, I really want to like be on top of things when that new one comes out, because I would love to be part of the crowd of booksellers at the store that are going to be, ecstatic about it i mean to be completely transparent here like my hope is that with all of the buzz and excitement around the like gideon series yeah. that it will be adapted into like a graphic novel yeah you've said this because, before i think that's a yeah, fascinating idea i mean i just like visual information in like a heavy fantasy or like space opera themed like scenario like that mm-hmm. is very like helpful for those of us who do have issues when it comes to like consuming very detailed things, whether it be yeah. of, like, you know, for me, like my attention disorder, like it's incredible. Like I wanted so bad to read that book, but every mm-hmm. time I tried to read it, I was like, ah, that cast is huge too. Like I tried to listen to the audiobook for it. The first time I listened to Gideon and I got like halfway through and was like, I don't know who anybody is. Like, I think I need to oh start over and just like, make notes to reference for myself because I just, it, there's, it's, you know, there's nine houses and each house has two or three people that are part of like this whole thing that's happening. And that's a lot. Juggling 30 characters is a lot. Yeah. Um, Speaking, sorry. No, you you're good. Me typing. Uh, you are like giving me ideas for other things that I want to also work on. Uh-huh. Um, I want to try out this year tabbing or, like, note-taking, in, like, with my books. Yeah! Like, so many people, especially on, like, book talk, manga talk, like, that, like, the reading community of, like, visual internet right now is very into and very active with, like, tabs, highlighting, yeah. notes, like, things. And, like, I think that it really does lend to creating more in-depth reviews yeah i think there's a different level of engagement that's happening when you're like making it reference material for yourself absolutely and like not only like right not only reference material for yourself but like i think the thing that has inspired me to actually like consider doing it is like these people you know that are doing these book reviews like even if they're not doing it for monetization Uh like they're doing the same kind of work we do. Like, yeah, at, at the end of the day, like all of us want to put in that extra effort and go the extra mile for the books we care about to like help them continue growing their audiences. Yeah, I would like to carry. I agree with you. And I think I would like to carry that into like more aspects of the media I consume, because like as someone who does podcasts a lot, like people know that I do more than just this one. Um One of the things I do is when I'm doing a media review, when I'm like, we're talking about a movie or a book or whatever, like I do take the time to like make really extensive notes of like 
what the plot of this thing was and how I emotionally like reacted to it and use that as like a guidepost for my conversation. And I feel like I could do that for the reviews I write for the store. And Absolutely. I haven't bothered to like approach it in that direction. But the the idea of taking notes like while I'm reading, even if it's just like little bullet points of, of thoughts that I can collect later um, would be super helpful. Um, I've started doing that when I when I when I edit podcasts, actually, like the software I'm using allows me to put little markers that are just like this is what we talked about at this point at this moment. And that really helps when oh, it comes really to nice. like putting together the episode description at the end about like what we discussed and what people should expect and what yeah, links this, that I need to include. I feel like there's a lot of little details that go into creating work to share with the community. Yeah. That, like people don't necessarily realize like are actually quite taxing. But Definitely. also, like, rewarding? Yeah, like, writing book take... reviews for me is so hard. Oh um, my god, it takes so much time. It like, really does. If you want it to be good, you have to put in, like, a lot of effort. Yeah, I've been trying to do this Star Wars review for the, the next month PowerPoint for Darcy for the bookstore. Like, the one that's on the screen in the store. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I spent, like, an hour at the end of a shift last week, like, hammering against it. And I still haven't, like, completed it because... Sometimes it's really hard to like find the right language, especially when you have like the it's like 150 words. Like there's you don't want to be too verbose. Exactly. Uh, And so that makes it tough sometimes. Um what else? Uh gosh, I don't know. I I honestly I want to read more things people recommend to me. Yeah. Um I'm gonna read Chainsaw Man this year. I'm gonna read Jujutsu Kaisen. (laughs) I have to do it. Uh I like, yeah, no, um, Michelle told me in the bookstore recently that one of her goals this year is to read staff picks from everybody's shelf. I love that. I do too. Like we have a lot of people at the bookstore who, you know, are like really good in the genre that they read and like have good recommendations. We have stuff that'll cross over for people sometimes, but I think the idea of actually like making an effort to, um, Step outside the boundaries of things that we're normally comfortable with is is only going to be a benefit. I added that to my list because I really like that. Yeah. Like, I'm always so, like, shy and hesitant with genres outside of my comfort zone. And, you know, like, I think that, like, doing this will help me to be better about, like, if it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like, it's okay. And, like, I want to be, like, more assertive too like conversationally i guess like i don't want to pretend like i liked it like yeah i want to be able to be like oh no it just didn't work for me and like that's okay yeah definitely i think that there is a there is a pressure when it comes to reading something that someone else has recommended because like yeah what if it doesn't find friends yeah 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 totally and i'm sure like listeners can understand too like how it is and you know that's why i try so much when i like give like um when I have when I do suggest books to people like if it's just like a book that I'm like oh you know you might like it like I try to be really casual yeah but like with books like like with Chainsaw Man right I'm like I'm gonna keep like hounding you because like this book I want more people to read it I think you will like it it's like I think that it's good to like pick and choose what what you're passionate about yeah totally I I certainly would say I'm not sensitive about every book on my uh staff pick like shelf mm-hmm. like if, if people picked up like 
one versus the other, like I probably would be like, oh, it's okay that you don't like it. Yeah. Like not versus all of like, my picks are you? for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Totally. But I think it's, you know, I think it's something that I like that I find admirable, the idea of like trying to like step outside that comfort zone. I would like to do that a lot this year, I think, too. I just want to read more like. I haven't really like set aside space in my life to sit and just read for even like 30 minutes a day would be enough for me to get through several more books than I have been lately. But it's because capitalism. <sighs> right. But, but like really like I when no, I, I mean, was like dead ass like honestly like I feel like the reason we don't put that time aside is because we're like oh well reading is like a hobby it's not like yeah productive and like that urge to always be productive is like a symptom of no the, I like, agree. yeah I totally agree with you I think you know particularly with like how you you're like you know as an artist someone who's like doing content creation kind of deal all the time like mm -hmm. there's always that feeling of like the hustle you know oh yeah it's always like game time basically like yeah i think that like it, it really is the di like f for me going from like trying to do like acting professionally and taking it super seriously and doing that like mm -hmm. um it's nice because so much of the work is just getting ready for the end thing. Yeah, sure. And so like, it feels like, like, I don't want to say that it's not as hard. It's, it's very hard work the whole time, but like, how do I say with, with the content creation I'm doing now, I feel the difference is like, I don't really have that prep time. Sure. Like I do sort of always feel like I'm on an episode of like, I don't know, uh, cutthroat kitchen. And like, I have a 30 minute timer over my yeah, head. Yeah, you got to like, produce this thing. There is a deadline here. And Becca, we need this art asset made and printed and we need 300 of it by tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> and rough. Like, and it's okay. Like, it's the work I do and I'm able to do it. But you're, you're definitely, I think you're very right. Yeah, no, the, I get you. There's like a pressure it's there. It's the grind. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I... I always feel weird comparing like podcasting to any other sort of like content creation, because on the one hand, like I just have to sit for an hour and like have a bullshit conversation with my friend. But there's also a bit of like production that goes into that. Right. Like, I mean, I would say that quite a bit of like, here's the thing, right? Like, would you say that anyone that you watch on YouTube or have watched on YouTube in the past that has like something you know a bit looser a bit more comedic yeah would you say that they are not like making content on no, the same no. like exactly and, and and so like i like fundamentally i understand that that's the case but and like i i know that i'm like putting something on when i sit down to record like the conversations that i have when i'm podcasting with someone are not the conversations that i would have with someone in person because i was gonna say i really i i love you gary you're not this exciting to talk to one on one in person yeah well yeah like i'm cuz i'm because distracted we don't have a topic, i'm distracted like all the time i don't have a like this is what we're talking about exactly like sometimes you sit down and you're like okay we're going to have we're going to talk about this for an hour and like you kind of turn something on I mean, like, that's the difference, right? Like, so I think to me, like what I eventually liked about podcasts, yeah. even though I spent years being like, I fucking hate podcasts. I don't want to listen to them mm -hmm. until David was like, give these a try. You might like them. And I was like, 
fine. Ugh, it'll make you <laughs> shut up. And like, I realized that it's like when you get excited about a topic yeah. of interest with a friend and you guys talk about it really fast and it has that serotonin build and that yeah. excitement. Like, I think podcasts provide that. Like, yeah, it might be like a looser conversational structure, but we're putting in the time and effort to figure out like what's going on, what we're talking about what we want to bring to the table then you have to like edit that all together make it sound like coherent and mm-hmm. decent but there's you know, a, and, there's and, I mean, a thing just like the, the work that you put into yeah. like putting our descriptions together takes a you know tremendous amount of time when you really break it down yeah like i mean it's something that i've been doing for like a long time at this point so it's easy to like shrug that off a little bit but at the same time like yeah, no, when we have days where we're doing podcasts together, I sit down and it takes me like an hour or so to get the notes together before we even start. And like, I, I do just like have to go back once again, because of course I have to use my work podcast, my <laughs> professional job podcast to be like, let's talk about socialism. No, I think but like, like this rules. I, I Yeah, down like for this. literally like the, the reason that we feel guilty and feel like, oh, well, is it enough work? Is it enough? Can I really say that I'm working, that I'm like, you know contributing the way that i think that other people are contributing is because largely like we do not put value on the arts as a job in the same way that we do other work and so especially like i think the more you enjoy the work you do especially the more artistic or creation based it is the more guilt you are going to feel in a capitalist society because like you're surrounded by you know your peers who more often than not, are doing work that they really don't want to be doing. And, like, have had to make compromises and stuff. And, like, I think that as long as we just, like, remember that we are very fortunate. Like, this is a very lucky circumstance we're in. Absolutely. The job that we're doing. The fact fact that we we could do this for the bookstore is is astonishing to me. Like, it seems so, like, far away still. Like, uh... I, I talked about doing this. We talked. I mean, this came up like when we first started the podcast. But I talked about doing this years lot. before the pandemic hit, and we actually had time and space to do it. And uh, the logistics of figuring out how to make it happen and like keep it going has been daunting. But I like appreciate that we have this space. Hold on, I have to send you something. <laughs> okay. And you have to. Can can I make this play? Uh, it depends on what it is. Probably. Can I make audio play from YouTube? Uh, it won't catch on Zencaster, but then I can include it manually in the edit. Okay. It's fine. What is it you're playing? Because I can't see it unless you send me a link. I know. I'm going to send you a link. Okay. Uh, I just, I have like the YouTube app or whatever for, because I have Windows. Uh Uh-huh. And so like, it's, it's set up a little different anyways i want oh my the, i want this to play okay. have you all heard this i see this link <laughs> have you heard this i have heard this yeah i've definitely heard this okay perfect i've definitely heard this okay i'll include that i can include this audio for sure this is this is what i think of when i think of the podcast because i was like nah we're gonna make it happen yeah hell yeah <laughs> i love the this. rock would be so proud the rock would be so proud <laughs> You know what another thing is that I really want to do and I have to figure out how to keep up with it is 
I love the other booksellers in the store who have like a really beautiful like staff picks page. Oh yeah, that's like update. Like Victoria and Kelly Ann and like Jenny all have like a currently reading or looking forward to new favorites and then like favorite genre like breakdowns. Yep. Mine and is just, not that nice. I mean, if you look at my page, like I don't think I've I have not updated this since I created it. <laughs> I haven't updated mine. Since I started, I mean, like I put new books on there, but all I do is put the newest thing I'm reading at the top of that list. Like nothing has changed about that list. I have not changed anything at all about it whatsoever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know who the first person was to like spruce up their staff pick page, but they make they've made all the rest of us look bad. Seriously. I'm not about it. Yeah, it no. Look bad. <laughs> maybe that maybe that could also be something we do this year. Yeah, we'll do it together. Make it pretty. Make it pretty. Definitely. Um, I I guess I could talk a little bit about the Goodreads thing. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I talked about at the top of the episode that uh, one of my friends, uh, Tashiana, over on TikTok, uh, is doing the um, Goodreads goal book challenge, where, like, essentially you join the challenge through your account on Goodreads, and... Um, you choose the number for yourself of how many books you want to read this year. Nice. And then as you read through the year, you update your Goodreads shelf and then you go and like update your challenge shelf with the books mm. you've read this year. Um, I, I decided to join. Um, you guys can find me there uh, by the same username. You can find me everywhere else at Becca Bean, B-E-E-A-N. If you want to like join in on the challenge. Yeah. Um, my friend is doing 200 books. Wow. I was like, um, holy shit. That's like four books a week. Yeah. I decided to make mine an attainable, like low goal. I lowballed myself. So my goal is 50 books. That's not and bad. I've already read six. That's so. pretty good. You're ahead of the curve already. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it shows you too, like when you do your little update, it shows you a progress bar and uh-huh. it shows you how many books you are ahead or behind schedule. Nice. And uh, you can uh, share it with other people. People can comment and like it and like follow your like progress. And I just think it's really nice. That and sounds fun. rad. I haven't kept up with my like I've had a Goodreads account for a long time, but I'm so bad about like logging in and updating like what I've been reading and where I'm at and like what I'm excited about. Like, just, like, maintaining the library? No, absolutely same. Yeah. But, like, I, I want to try now because I think... That sounds great. I think by doing that, it will help me to, like, maintain everything else by, like... Because if I write the reviews and whatever and keep up to date with what I've read on there... Yeah. Then I can just transfer it over. Yeah, that sounds great. It's, like, a good aggregate for, like, all the stuff that you're, you're exactly. consuming. And also, like, I feel like the goal is really attainable. Like, I think it's fine to have a like a, a very realistic lowball goal yeah especially since i'm like easing myself back into like reading a lot casually definitely like for pleasure um and like i know with like how many comics and manga and everything i read that like i'm going to surpass that number but yeah it'll feel nice to see it's always nice to uh, listeners therapy tip that I learned in therapy. Always set a nice low goal for yourself because you like get a really good boost to your confidence when you hit it. Yeah. And then you can always like 
go up. Yeah, achieve beyond your expectations. Sort of like like a like almost like how a Kickstarter is uh, formatted. So uh-huh. you know you have your base goal and then you have stretch goals, like what you would like to achieve if you hit that first expectation. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Um, those are all of my goals. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot else. I don't. I didn't expect this one to be a super long episode, but uh, I'm excited for like this year and and to like sort of have a new approach on like how I'm consuming the books I'm consuming. Right. Me too. People, listeners, if you want to engage with us and let us know, like reach out either through social media or like email us. I think podcast at missgalaxy.com works again. Uh, and let us know what your, your resolutions for the year are. We'd love to know like what people are like excited about or what their yeah. goals are for like reading or, and we will share them. Engage on the with show. new media. Yeah, totally. We'll be like, I would love to do that. Listener wants to read only books about how to pickle. That would be incredible. Please, our phantom pickler. I need to know more. <laughs> no, don't ever say that again. <laughs> phantom pickler. I don't know. That's just what. That's how it came out. That's what happened. It just sounds like one of those like. <laughs> Like if I was wa- like watching Law and Order SVU, like one of those like weird, wild, inappropriate, like early season five, like serial killer <laughs> names, like oh yeah, back in the fifties, he was the Phantom Pickler, like <laughs> oh he was preserving people in formaldehyde. He's the oh Pickler. Oh God, Gary, <laughs> you took it to CSI. You I just should... I said Law and Order. Law and Order, whatever. <laughs> Whatever. What are you reading? Uh, nothing about murder, unfortunately. Um, what am I'm I so reading I'm so stupid. Right now? I thought that nothing about murder was the title of the <laughs> book. No. I'm literally like a moron. <laughs> there's got to be a believe this. There's got to be a book titled that. Right. Uh, what am I reading right now? Oh, I've just oh been reading God. um Ship of Theseus, which is the book that yeah. that S, the JJ Abrams um Doug Dorst collaboration is like annotating. So I'm very slowly getting through that. I'm only like on chapter two or whatever. Um, but I'm looking forward to finishing that so I can actually read S proper, which um Slow I talked about on the mini so if people heard that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What are you reading? Um, I actually pulled up my Shonen Jump app so I can list oh, nice. the other things I'm reading as well. So I am finally working my way through all the feels, the second in the Olivia Dade uh, spoiler alert universe. Yeah. Um, and it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and then uh, I'm on chapter 28 of Spy Family, and I'm on chapter 22 of Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm like nice. Literally, I don't know how Michelle read it so fast, but she looked at me last week and was like, hey, have you read, like, are you caught up on Jujutsu Kaisen? Because I have a question. And I was like, (laughs) there are, I have to check, let me just check really quick how many chapters there are so far. A lot, right? Like over 100? There's 172. Yeah. How the fuck did she do that? I don't know. I don't, Michelle is... A terrifying. Yeah. yeah. She is such a fast reader. Yeah. Last time the two of us started a book together, we started. And by the time I saw her the next Monday, she was like, yeah, I'm on like chapter 38. And I was like, I just, I, what? 
You were like, I opened the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's incredible. She has two kids and she still manages to find the time. I don't get it. Uh, she's a mom. Yeah. It's just what moms do. Very true. Moms be reading. Moms be, <laughs> moms be reading. <laughs> That's how I got into my mom. Used to read all those like romance novels and the J.D. Robb like in death books and things like oh, that. Absolutely. Like that was. My mom, my mom has like prided herself on like talking about how I had a full like library in my nursery before i was born yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah she was very into reading and wanted me to be very into reading and it, i mean it happened it worked that's <laughs> how it goes sometimes thank you again everyone for listening thank you to yes. austin farmer for our intro and outro music it's kill the farm boy off his album bookshelf symphony orchestra uh if you haven't listened to that please go to give that listen it's linked in every episode description and it is fantastic and you can also check out his book yeah. which you're going to be having in store. Yeah, I have them on order. They should be coming in any day now. I'm very excited to like be able to have them on the shelves. Uh, remind me, what's the title on that? Phantom Circuit. Phantom Circuit. Yeah. By Austin Farmer. So come in and get a copy of that. In the mysterious galaxy near you soon. <laughs> Uh, what else? Oh, people can find us if you want to find the the store Missed Galaxy Books on all social media. That's like TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, everything. Yes, come join us on TikTok. (gasps) We've done some fun ones. We've been hitting. Gary has been in a couple hysterical TikToks recently, and we also surpassed. Um, we hit a thousand followers, so. We are eventually, like, sometime soon going to be doing our first live stream. On oh, hell yeah. Now. That sounds um, great. We're still working out the details, but uh, I, like, myself, Kai, and Michelle have been uh, talking about what we should do. That sounds great. I love this. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I think I that's it. that's it. Yeah. Thanks for being so, here, everybody. And we'll see you again soon in a galaxy not so far away. Woo! Awesome, we did it.